Hey guys, welcome to Dark Vale. We're your hosts, John and Tori. Dark Vale is a podcast that discusses the darker side of life. We are not professionals on any of the topics we discuss. We do as much research as we can, and we do try to be as accurate as possible. However, no one is perfect, and neither are we. Because we're discussing the darker side of things, this podcast is best listened to by a mature audience. So sit back and get ready to podcast and chill! Hey London, have you heard of the podcast Little Nerdy before? I love Little Nerdy. It is my favorite thing that talks about video games and comic books and anime and all that type of nerdy stuff because everybody's a little bit nerdy. <laughs> awesome, London. Um, London's my son, by the way, and we just thought we'd give a shout out to our favorite podcast. Uh, John's sister, Michelle, and her boyfriend, Owen, are the hosts of that podcast, so check them out. They're on every major platform. Hey guys, welcome to Dark Vale, and welcome to episode 5. Uh, my name is John. And my name is Tori. This week, we are doing our podcast on Kai, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. I'm one of the yeah. heroes. Yeah. Can we talk to you? Do you mind? What do you want to talk about? What happened today? Well, went straight out of Dogtown, skateboarding, surfing it up. Before I say anything else, I want to say no matter what you've done, you deserve respect. Even if you make mistakes, you're lovable. And it doesn't matter your look, skills, or age, or size, or anything, you're worthwhile. No one could ever take that away from you. <clears throat> so, you may have noticed a young man speaking in a clip just before this. Who is that, you ask? Well, that was Kai. And Kai rose to fame... Um, from one heroic act that then became all about an interview by local Fox affiliate KMPH in Fresno, California. And this video shot to fame in, shot him to fame in 2013. And John and I both seen this video and we both thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're doing a podcast on him because this story starts out with a heroic hippie man who then only months later it turns into something much darker. So this is an interesting story with a twist this yeah. week this week. <clears throat> so his name that he wants to be called is Kai Lawrence, but his real name is Caleb Lawrence McGilvery. And he was born in Edmonton, Alberta. And Edmonton is only about, I would say just shy of about two hours from where we live. Yeah. And that was another one of the reasons why we chose him today because I, it's not every day. A lot of major stories are happening from somebody that was born in Alberta. But, I mean, there's tons of true crime in Alberta as well. It's not like any other place. But it was just kind of like a side effect of searching 
I guess. Yeah. Because we didn't know he was Canadian until we'd done a little bit of research. Kai doesn't actually talk about the fact that he's Canadian. Yeah. So Canadian, let alone Albertan. Yeah. That's what was neat about that. Yeah. So Kai, um, he came from a home where his parents got divorced and things happen as they often do. And, um, ultimately he ended up living in sort of a group home by his teenage years and stuff. And he started losing kind of like a bond with his family and they grew apart. And <clears throat> I wasn't really able to find out how he came to actually go live in the United States when he became an adult, but this is where the story takes place, is the USA. So, um, <clears throat> Kai was kind of like, um, like a drifter, a hippie, um, he was a couch surfer. Yep, yep, couch hopping. And that's why when I first heard of him or we first heard of him and watched this <clears throat> famous video and I just showed a clip at the beginning or uh, let you guys listen to a clip at the beginning, but we'll go into the part that really took off for him <laughs> Yeah. Uh, with his celebrity status. So we'll play another part of it too in a little bit here, but <clears throat> um, part of the reason why it didn't even occur to me that he was Albertan is because you're getting kind of like a, like a surfer vibe off him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like a, like a hippie guy. And if I was going to pick somewhere where I thought he might be from in Canada, BC would come to mind. So. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I came up with his backstory and what rose him into fame. And then John is going to tell us all about some dark and twisted turn of events that happened soon after. Yes. So he was this couch surfing hippie typed guy, like go with the flow. He actually didn't like to be called home homeless. He wanted to be called home free, you know, like free of the three, free of the strings, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> Nothing's tying him there, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, like a free spirit. Yeah, exactly. So, he did a lot of couch surfing. And he was also, as um, young people are nowadays, so this was 2013, but he was 24 back then. I think, I believe it was roughly 24 is when this all happened. And um, so back then, he was on social media and things... And a quote from, from his personal Facebook page goes, Thank you so much. If you can't find me to smoke up and invite on your couch, please pay it forward and find a local hitchhiker to invite surfing. It may be kind of out of the box for you, but that's not such a bad thing. Just remember, respect and value to an individual goes a long way. And showing hitchhikers that you love them could give someone without a family that magic feeling of acceptance that only actions create. So, I mean, he was like a free spirit, but he was also fairly well-spoken and seems to have a pretty genuine outlook on people in life. Yeah, positive attitude. and Yeah. 
So he first made headlines when this video happened about this incident. This originated by local Fox affiliate KMPH in Fresno, California. It became viral in February of 2013. This video shows Caleb, aka Kai, who we'll be referring to him as, telling his depiction of an incident that was involved concerning Jet Simmons McBride. So this man offered Caleb a ride. Caleb. <laughs> Caleb. Yep. Kai, a ride while hitchhiking. Jet Simmons McBride proceeded to crash into a pedestrian. So the man that picked Kai up while he was hitchhiking, the man who was driving, um, he crashed into a pedestrian and he pinned it, pinned this pedestrian up against a truck. Um, Jet Simmons McBride, the man driving the car, was a stranger to him, and he was pretty interesting. He was known to say things like, I am Jesus, and just spouting off some really strange things, showing that he was uh, not very stable and probably yeah. shouldn't have been driving. Yeah. Um, so, as I said, Kai shot to fame after a viral video came out and he was interviewed and the interview was really what did it and some people will remember it because this youtube video had well over like eight million views on it and he goes smash 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 <laughs> i don't know if that rings a bell for anyone but you'll hear it later um so the video is an eyewitness account by this man who's calling himself Kai and he describes what happens according to him right so soon after the course of events and while still on the scene like they're still there this is happening right yeah this video Kai had been hitchhiking and was picked up by a man named Jet Simmons McBride uh this man weighed 300 pounds and claimed to be Jesus Christ McBride told Kai um some personal uh, get my sins off my chest, personal little stories. Yeah. Um, almost like as though maybe he was trying to clean a slate before he did something bad. And McBride then crashed into a pedestrian, as I said, pinning him against a truck. But Kai jumped out of the car to help the pinned pedestrian while the driver remained in the car. However, when a bystander arrived on the scene to help, McBride the crazed driver of the car, he jumped out and he actually attacked this bystander and gave her a bear hug. So we've got a 300 pound man giving a woman a bear hug. And I don't know how big this woman was, but I'm guessing the size difference was fairly large. Yeah, I would think. So Kai was sensing that the woman's life may be in danger because, I mean, two seconds ago, this man saying... Um, I am Jesus telling him some pretty depraved personal stories yeah. and <clears throat> proceeds to hit a pedestrian with a car and pin him there. So yeah. he's thinking this lady's in danger. So Kai even says in the interview, this man could snap her neck like a pencil stick. Kai removed a hatchet from his backpack and began to repeatedly strike McBride 
in the back of the head. After the hits, McBride staggered away and began, apparently, because... So, Kai didn't hit him with the sharp edge of a hatchet. So, I feel like Kai, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker, makes it sound a lot crazier than it is. Yeah. Um, it doesn't specifically say, but I'm guessing he hit him with the blunt part of the Yeah, the hatchet. flat back part that's like a hammer more than anything. Yeah, so he didn't kill this man. He just kind of got him off the woman is what he was doing. Yeah. And so apparently, according to reports, this man staggered away and began to do some real personal touching of himself um, at like a nearby park or something. And the police arrived. They took the man into custody and that was kind of the end of it. But um, so I am going to play the clip of Kai in this interview with Fox News. And um, he really is a character. You'll you'll hear it. He comes driving down this way. He's like, you know what? I come to realize I'm Jesus Christ and I can do anything I f***ing want to. And watch this. Bam! And he smashed into this f***ing guy right there. Pinned him in between that f***ing truck. And so I it, I hop out. I look over. The guy's pinned there. I mean, like, freight train riders know this. Like, if you get pinned between something, do not f***ing move that shit. Otherwise, you bleed out. Like, mother I, I ran in. I grabbed the keys. He's f***ing sitting there like nothing even happened. And like, f***ing, like, man, if you started driving that car around again, man, there would have been a hell of a lot of bodies around here. F***ing, I hop on out. And so I grabbed the bag. I threw it over by that pole right there. And then, and buddy gets out and these two women are trying to help him he runs up and he grabs one of them man like a guy that big can snap a woman's neck like a pencil stick so i f***ing ran up behind him with a hatchet smash 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 yeah the, the lady said you saved her life she was the one who got grabbed by that f***er you know what f*** is cool that guy ain't shit how, how'd you how'd you get in his car how, how did you i was hitchhiking i was well good thing i was hitchhiking yeah, people say, don't hitchhike. Well, this is what happens. Was well, Yeah, well, at least I was here. So he did this on purpose? Dude, that guy was f***ing cooked out, man. Like, he's beyond howling. Like, I don't even see any breath in him, you know what I'm saying? Can, can I get your name and where you're from, if you, if you don't mind? I'm Kai. Kai? Can I get spelling for you? Straight out of Dogtown, K-A-I. So, there you have it. <laughs> smash, smash, <laughs> smash. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And I didn't really talk too much about the first clip that we played in the beginning, but I, I really like it when he says, you lovable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. Because that's part of that original interview, too, so. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out that this rose him up, like, brought him up to, like, fairly large internet fame and, like, fame. Because he was even on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Yep. And someone remixed his interview uh, into some sort of song that had millions and millions of plays. And, and in fact, even the man that interviewed him with Fox, um, his name was Jessup Reisbeck. He was the TV reporter who interviewed Kai. He said that... Um, 
he had a crazy couple of months after this happened. This whole thing actually changed his life. Um, he said for those couple of months there after this happened, he said, everybody around the world, you name a country. They were trying to get con trying to contact me to get in contact with Kai. It still blows him away. Like it was that big of a deal. So in the weeks that followed after this, Riseback said that he assumed the the role of a kind of helper or agent for Kai. He filtered interview and appearance requests for Kai. Um, the reporter said that he was one of the only people on the planet who had a Vega Bonds contact information. <laughs> so Kai just continued to kind of couch surf, float around, um, ride on his little fame. Yeah. Like people throughout the U.S. were trying to get in contact with him and he was staying at like complete strangers' houses and um, just kind of riding a little wave of celebrities. So... It was it was really neat. So this man, um, Jessup Reisbeck, the interviewer, even said everyone you could think of was trying to get him on their show, late night or daytime. So that was really neat. And I feel like he ultimately only appeared on Jimmy Kimmel, but that's pretty neat. Yeah. So Reisbeck even went on to say in this one article that producers for the Kardashian family even approached kai for his own show this is what the anchor is claiming but who knows if that's true but i mean it was that big like lots of people seen that so um and i just want to end what i came up with my part of it with um with a post that kai made on his personal facebook page so this is may 10th 2013 um so like three ish months after this heroic incident happened that launched him into fame. So Kai writes, Hey, I'd like to express my gratitude to all the gnarly awesome people who invited me in, partied hardy with me, and brought me to such a cool place to meet such cool people. I've met some of the greatest people in my life in these last three months, and I wouldn't trade these experiences with you for all the money in Hollywood. I was thinking today that whole thing sorry i was thinking today about that whole thing and really the best thing in the world was getting to know all of you real life people seeing me and a whole spectrum of different moods and situations i've spent time squatting squatting <laughs> couch surfing couch surfing guest guesting camping, in hotels, motels, and even the Holiday Inn. So <laughs> I'm so happy that you invited me into your lives and even put up with my scandalous, sleep-deprived, or drunk-ass self when my ego showed up. I could write a book about all these adventures. I think y'all should get the credit you deserve for being good to me out of the goodness of your heart. I realize how crazy fame can be in flipping one's life upside down, but you showed me some awesome support in trying to affect social change through this and in having fun in places I've never been to or seen before. 
thank you. And then he ends it with a happy face emoji. So <clears throat> I thought that was kind of a interesting post that he wrote in May because he wrote this on May 10th and I think it was by May 12th or 13th some real serious crap went down. Okay, so this is when things took a dark turn. Um, Kai was found guilty of the 2013 beating death of a prominent attorney in his home. Um, so a little backstory on, on this. Kai met a fella named Joseph Gelfi on May 12th, 2013. Um, they got chatting as people will and had some beers and Galfi offered the couch hop and Kai a place to stay in his guest room for a night. Um, Kai woke up, he was hung over, um, left Joseph Galfi's house, did his thing during the day. And that night he called Galfi. Uh, called Joseph Galfi again and asked if he would be able to stay another night. And Joseph Galfi obviously let him stay another night. But this is when Kai says he woke up after his beard had been drugged and found Joseph Galfi's partially naked body on top of him, sexually assaulting him, and had to fight him off. Oh. Um... Did you say how old he was? Sorry, I did. I'm uh, okay. No, I didn't. Um, so Joseph Galfi was a seventy-four-year-old man. Ooh. So yeah, and at that time, Kai would have been around twenty-four. So yeah. Ooh, that's a fifty-year difference. Yeah. All right. So, um, I went on to, uh, Kai's, um his legal support page he has on Facebook. And I actually found an interview that he did um, with Inside Edition. And in this video, the interviewer asks Kai some questions about how he ended up in jail. Um, so Kai... Um, he starts explaining explaining to the interviewer that <clears throat> excuse me um, three months after an appearance on the Jimmy Kimmel show he had hitchhiked from Los Angeles to New York's Times Square and it was here that he met 74 year old uh, Joseph Galfi uh, so then the interviewer asked him how he met Joseph Galfi and Kai replies with, yeah, he walked up to me and said, Hey, you look lost. Where are you headed? And Kai replied with, I'm going over the, over to Jersey. Um, so then Kai says that Joseph Galfi just gave him a ride over to Galfi's home and that Kai spent two nights at Galfi's home. And claims while he was there, he was drugged and sexually assaulted. And then he says he fought back in self-defense. He says that he punched Galfi in the face, but was shoved in the bed and couldn't get Galfi away from him. Um, 
Kai was arrested four days later in Philadelphia, uh, claiming he didn't know the extent of Galfi's injuries or that he had died. So the interviewer then points out to Kai that <clears throat> this, this man's ear was almost ripped off. His neck was fractured, his face was fractured, and Kai just responded with uh, the ear injury came from one horizontal kick from on my back. That ought to tell you I was on my back on the floor. So that the really the only thing that he addressed there was the ear injury. Like he didn't, he does say in the interview that he didn't know the extent of the injuries. Um, Do you have um, like a list of the injuries that actually were? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The interviewer only pointed out a few of the injuries um, between the ear and the neck and the face but there was yeah there was definitely more um so kai was arrested three days after after the murder in philadelphia when a barista working in a coffee shop recognized him and reported him to uh the police um during the trial and i want to note that it took five years before Kai even faced trial. He just sat in jail for five years. So you were saying about the list there of, of the injuries. Um, a doctor from the medical examiner's offices testified in court that Galfi was five foot five inches. So that's how tall I am. Yeah. Um, he was 230 pounds. So he's, he's fairly heavier than I, than I am, but... He's not any taller, so he's a yeah. short, stocky fella, this Joseph Galfi. Um, that he had a stent in his chest due to a heart condition. So a stent is a tiny wire mesh tube that is inserted into a narrow or blocked coronary artery. So he's... So Galfi, who is the victim here, he is five foot five, senior citizen... Kind of a heavier set man with a heart condition, basically. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, the, the medical examiner um, also said that uh, Galfi sustained several serious blunt-forced injuries to his face, head, neck, chest, and arms. These include three facial, frac facial fractures, sorry, um, four broken ribs, and several uh, severe contusions, abrasions, and bleeding. The medical examiner stated that these injuries contradict Kai's claims of self-defense. And I can't really argue that one. It seems a little bit excessive for a 74-year-old man with a heart condition to receive such a beating and then claim it as self-defense. Yeah, he kicked his ear off. Yeah. Or ripped it off, whatever. Um, just there and then broke four ribs. Okay, so let's say his initial thing was maybe the kick to the ear because it kind of sounds like that was that's what uh, 
Kai was kind of focusing on when he was explaining. Yeah, to the Inside Edition there, that's the only one that he addressed. Okay, well, let's say Kai's like on his back and he's trying to get this guy off him. Um, doing that to the extent, doing something to someone's ear like that to the extent where it's kind of hanging there, I think puts him out of commission right there. I would think so. But maybe, maybe pushing someone that hard or hurting them that hard causes a senior citizen to fall and possibly break four ribs. I don't know. Because <laughs> the bones are a little bit more brittle, I'm guessing. But those two in consecutive order-ish, maybe I can kind of get on board on. But Yeah. And I, I mean, I could even see broken ribs if... If Kai is on his back and yep. the old man is, you know, hunched over top of him and Kai is just flailing legs, he kicks him in the ear and tears his ear. And while he's kicking, he's hitting in the chest, like he's hitting the old man in the chest and a couple ribs or four ribs uh, got broken off of that. I mean, he is older and, and that, but um, a fractured neck. Yeah. Three facial fractures, severe contu contusion, so some some bad bruising, um, lots of bleeding. I mean, the ear thing alone is definitely causing some some severe bleeding right there. Yeah. So, I just he kicked someone's ear off. Okay. Yeah. I... Uh, well, it must have been a hell of a kick. So, one thing I wanted to point out, too, is the way Kai is claiming this is self-defense and the way he makes it sound like he's on his back on the floor and Joseph Galfi's, you know, on top of him and they're, this is the fighting they're having, right? Yeah. Um, Kai does point out in that interview and specifically says that... The, the ear injury came from one horizontal kick from on my back. That ought to tell you I was on my back on the floor. But if I was laying on my back and I kicked out horizontally, I'm kicking my leg like straight out across the floor, basically. Yeah. Right? So how... It just... it I have a hard time picturing in my head how there's somebody over top of me and I'm trying to fight him off and I'm kicking my legs horizontally out and somehow I've clipped his ear hard enough and with enough of my foot to actually have torn it off rather than kicking upwards and horizontally like pushing somebody off of you kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that the assistant, well, yeah, one of the things that the assi assistant, uh, prosecutors pointed out, um, was that there was some inconsistencies with Kai's initial statements he had given to, to investigators and comments he had made during his testimony as well. So, so it seems like he's... Got I, I um I'm not gonna say two different stories. It's not saying that that's like that inconsistent because it doesn't actually specify. But um, trying to keep maybe the story straight is yeah 
is a little off there. Um, they also said that Kai had cut his hair and fled the state after the murder. Yeah, see, that's the part that I don't get. Because I, I get it. If he doesn't believe he killed him, if he thinks he just hurt him in self-defense and then he left, I guess he's leaving because he's like, oh, I still might get charged with beating him up. No one's going to believe my story. He's an old man. So maybe he fled because of that. But, I mean, he went to a different state. It wasn't that far away for him to go. But he still went to a different state and um said nothing to the authorities yeah and cut his hair and that's kind of a really big change especially like i know most men uh women too but i think men in in particular uh they have a particular way they like their hair to be and like i know with you like even when you've changed your style over the course of us being together, yeah. you've put some real thought into it. And it's, you know, most people aren't just like, uh, just coincidentally, uh, like two or three days after I murdered or hurt somebody, I'm just going to cut my hair yeah. this time, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. What I mean? To me, after something like that, fleeing the state and cutting your hair, you're trying to hide. Yeah. Right? Like, that's... And I mean, it makes sense, too, that he would be trying to hide if he was... Even if he didn't know the damage he caused or that the fact that the fella had died, um, he's he's fairly, in his own right, famous. And it's not going to be too hard to pick him out of a crowd, right? Yeah. So I can see why he would have cut his hair and he was trying to hide... Um, but, yeah, it's just not the... If you're going to go with the self-defense claim, then why are you trying so hard to hide from the whole thing, too? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if this happened to me, I would definitely... I, personally, I'd be calling the cops, for sure, and reporting everything that happened, and... Um, not fleeing the state, not cutting my hair, owning up to that there was a fight and this is how events went down. And I feel like, I mean, you lose credibility as, um, as a person by trying to hide it. Oh yeah. I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, I think that he has proven that he knows right from wrong. And even though he might be kind of a free spirit, different kind of person, I mean, with the incident that made him famous in the YouTube video, like he might've had a different way of saying it, but in the interview, he was basically saying, I saw something bad happening to someone else and I had to help. Yeah. And he could see what needed to be done. He stayed around, and spoke to the police after that. Yep. He gave statements. He gave court, court testimony to that other one. He um, definitely knew what side he wanted to be on in that incident. And yep. I just think that's a little bit of insight into the fact that like, he has it together enough to 
know that something like that probably should have been taken to the cops too, I think. Yeah, exactly. And even in that first incident where he did gain all the fame for defending this woman and that he, he used a weapon and yeah. he still wasn't afraid to talk to the cops and give a statement. And I mean, sure, at, in this, in that case, there was witnesses as well that seen what happened yeah. and stuff, but, but still like he, he has a very clear idea of what's right and wrong and how to go about doing things. So it just, this compared to that seems out of character then yeah. in that sense, right? Yeah. It was like he was <clears throat> un unapologetically, no, he, he un unapologetically knew he was on the right side of it. So he was like, smash, 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 because he was like, I'm right. Yeah. I saved someone. And this one, he's like, oh, well, I didn't know I murdered somebody. So it was just like carrying on my way and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Eh. I feel like too, like not knowing the damage, maybe he didn't know the damage, but he absolutely had to have known that he messed up this old man. Like yeah. the, the, the amount of injuries and the severity of the injuries, it's not like this guy got up and was probably leaning against a wall like I this guy didn't get up yeah you know um fractured neck right there oh ear absolutely. almost torn off like he's 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 not getting up yeah and yeah to play devil's advocate though um if I'm some young uh free-spirited couch surfing hippie and I'm just like, oh yeah, man, like, I'll stay at your house for sure, thanks. And let's say he was drugged, he wakes up, there's a creepy old man on top of him, let's say. Um, Even if he wasn't drugged, because there was never any proof that that part of the story was true. Yeah. But let's just say, even after a few beers, you're laying down and having a rest, and you wake up and a, like, a creepy old dude or whatever is on top of you, you're gonna kick and punch first and ask no questions about it because you don't want to stick around. And then, I mean, I could see leaving and just having the opinion in your head of like, screw that man, screw that guy. Like, freaking weird old pervert. Yeah, yeah, and, I'm out of here. Like, I wonder how many times he's done that before. He'll never do it again. Like, having that kind of attitude and just yeah, being yeah. like, see a sucker, like that's what you get for assaulting somebody. So someone who's sexually assaulted, they don't care what they do to somebody. But on that side of it too, somebody who's being assaulted, even in 2013, when this happened, happened, they know about the value of DNA evidence, uh, going to the cops as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're upset enough to hurt someone that badly, you're, you want justice. If you think, uh, they're still alive, you want them to get charged with that. Yeah. Yeah, right? exactly. I don't know. No, I agree. I, exactly. <clears throat> so now I've got a bit of information, um, about the actual, uh, trial and that, um, so at the time that Kai was found guilty. Now this member, he, 
he did five years in jail before he even got the trial. So at this point, he's 30 years old now. Yeah. Um, he was found guilty of first-degree murder uh, following a four-week trial held before Union County Superior Court Judge Robert Kirsch. It took the jury two days of deliberation to reach their final ver verdict. Um, acting Union County Superior Court Judge said in a press release, this was a brutal, vicious, and senseless crime. Uh, during the investigation by the Union County Homicide Task Force, led by the prosecutor's office, uh, they were able to gather large quantities of surveillance footage, um, digital cell phone data, and other forms of evidence that identified Kai as a suspect. Yeah. So that was some of the some of the evidence that they they used to implicate Kai in the in the charge there. Um, So, personally, with this whole thing, with Joseph Galfie, um, uh, I just, I don't believe that Kai went into this situation and was like, oh, I'm going to kill this old man. Like, it was premeditated. I don't, I think first degree murder charge is excessive. I get that the injuries that, the, that Joseph Gelfie received were excessive as well. But I don't think that that's at all because that was Kai's actual intention. Yeah, I agree with that. Because it could have honestly just been something as simple as maybe Gelfie thought he was going to get to sleep with Kai, tried something, and Kai was absolutely, absolutely no, nope. Yeah. And it makes people mad sometimes just getting hit on by somebody, right? Yeah. Manslaughter, something like that, would mm -hmm. have been maybe a better uh, charge, but I don't know about uh, first-degree murder. See, I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I agree that I don't think it was premeditated. I don't think he saw that old man and was like, I am going to take advantage of that old man by maybe looting his house and uh, like, let, I want to see what cash he has in there. And if he catches me, I'm just going to kill him because he's a weak old man. I don't think anything like that. Yeah. But I do think that it doesn't matter if it was premeditated or not. I do believe that manslaughter is too low of a charge for him yeah. because uh, any anybody has the choice to make whether they're going to excessively beat somebody to death or not. And whether it was a blind rage, something that once it got to a certain point, they no longer had control of, that is just a case of you do the crime, you do the time. And no matter what the excuse that we use for things are sometimes, it doesn't change the fact that you still did it. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. I don't think it's premeditated, but I would say that manslaughter, in my opinion, is not, not enough of a charge. Yeah. 
but he got a lot of years. Oh, yeah. In the end, <clears throat> um, he actually... 57 years in jail. Yeah, so ultimately he did go to jail for first-degree murder yeah. for 57 years. Yeah. He got the the buck thrown at him yeah. for that. And I feel like that very much might be in part of the, in the actual severity and the age of the man. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but... I feel like I read something that this lawyer that he murdered was also... Um, maybe not perfect friends with a lot of the people in that court system, but he definitely knew them. They knew him by name. He was, he, he was a work acquaintance with some of them. Apparently that's what Kai's claiming. Yeah. Um, I seen a little bit about that on his Facebook page too. Um, and just a quick thing about his Facebook page there. I, I, I didn't go through all the posts cause there is a lot on there, but um, this is his uh, Facebook legal support page. Yeah, sorry. It's yeah. not his personal page. This I didn't actually even check out his personal page. I got lost in the uh, legal support page. Um, but he was writing on there in one of his most recent posts as of uh, May 27th, 2020. Um, he talks about uh, his appeal. So he's done a couple appeals and they haven't worked out for him. And he's talking about his latest appeal, which could very possibly be the last appeal he has to before he has to try a, a different way. Um, but so far they've all been rejected. Um, he, But he does talk in this one about um, how... There's some new evidence, and he hopes to have it dealt with in a different county uh, due to a fairness issue with the with the actual judge. So that would be uh, Robert Kirsch. Yeah. Um, because that is one of the things that he mentions is how um, the attorney, uh, Joseph Galfi there, and... Uh, Robert Kirsch, like there's kind of, it seems like maybe a little network of people that know each other. Yeah. And so yeah. he feels that it, he didn't get a fair trial over it. Uh, he also claims that, um, uh, the investigators, uh, destroyed some evidence. Yeah. And, I read that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause he, Kai really does believe that he is also uh has like a really big injustice done to him yeah yeah and i mean if that's the case and he is right and uh evidence was destroyed and uh they did lie and he got in jail and he and waited five years exactly before a trial even happened that's yeah then he didn't really get a fair trial yeah I think most people are agreeing that it wasn't premeditated and premeditated absolutely adds a higher sentence because, oh, yeah. um, that was your job that day. Like you set out to do it. Right. But I don't think he did, but, and no one's disputing that he did it. He, he, he's admitted he 
harmed him to the point where he just didn't know he killed him, but he's admitting that he hurt him. Yeah. The result was death. Like, he needs to pay for it, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the judge wasn't wrong, though. The amount of kind of overkill that was done there is disgusting, in my opinion. Yeah, well, yeah, yep. And a, a life was gone there. But I don't think we'll ever know the the real story and that's what happens with lots of these yeah right um he's got a really big following on his legal support page on facebook i didn't look to see if he had anything else on social media elsewhere but this page has thirty five thousand two hundred and ninety nine people and he had he's had a few gofundmes yep yeah, he he gets a lot of support from his followers, um, both just trying to help him out and cheer him up with his spirit, but also uh, financially. He thanks people in one post for sure for um, the financial support he receives in prison for like commissary and yeah. stuff like that. So, so he he has gar- garnered a, a fairly substantial following. Um, not just with his viral video yeah. of years past. It's uh, he's got a good following even right now of people that that I say agree that yeah he committed a crime, but there could be some injustices there for him as well, and he should fight for something that's fair for him too. Yes, exactly. I agree with that one, and I mean, uh, I lean towards the side where I think he's um, a young guy that made some really shitty choices. Yeah. I uh, don't know him personally, and I only know him from things I've seen on a Facebook page and some videos and a viral video, but he seems like, you know, I scrolled through some of the stuff he'd written on his personal page from years ago right before he was in jail or in trouble and just kind of a peace and love type of person like really but who knows who somebody is when you're not watching though you know you don't really know what someone's thinking or who they are but i mean another thing on his side is that he'd stayed at countless people's houses before he'd hitchhiked with countless people before that and i mean yeah exactly it wasn't like it was something he just started doing and then and then this this happened i mean he had been doing it for a bit he'd been couch hopping and meeting new people and it was an actual way of life he enjoyed yeah i think shit went sideways yeah in a shitty way and good people can make really 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 wrong choices and sometimes they have to pay the price yeah unfortunately but exactly i think that oh i also wanted to mention that i did read that once he's been in jail now he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder so that is i i I know it's a lifelong struggle for many people and that probably adds another dimension to things too and um mental health is absolutely something that should be taken as seriously as physical health they go hand in hand and sadly i think a lot of 
people with undiagnosed and untreated and unrecognized mental health issues. I think, um, you know, even if you have some signs here and there, I think lots of it goes unnoticed and that's a shame as well. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think we're nearing the end of this podcast. We started a Facebook page. There's not much on it. Uh, so it's Dark Veil Podcast by John and Tori, or with John and Tori, I think, on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just in the early stages, but it'll it'll get better and more polished. Uh, no different than what we're trying to do with our podcast. Darkvalepodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to drop us a line there or on the Facebook page. Um, and I hope you enjoyed our edition of Clips this time. That was a new thing for us. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks again for joining us for another one. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we hope that we'll reel you back in for next Monday for another podcast, podcast and chill. chill.